here it comes again, lunch. Will it be the same old, same old? Or are you ready to take a vacation from the ordinary with the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub at Firehouse Subs? Freshly sliced smoked turkey breast, craveably sweet mustard sauce, and a hint of Caribbean seasoning. Just $5.55 for a medium. Save time. Order the new Jamaican Jerk Turkey Sub on the Firehouse Subs app. Firehouse Subs. Enjoy more subs. Save more lives. Participating locations, limited time only, plus tax. Prices may vary for delivery. Rob McCarran. Jeff Hawkins. Is it? Can it be? It is! The phenomenal one is here! AJ Styles! Oh my gosh! You're listening to Shake Them Ropes with Rob McCarron and Jeff Hawkins. It has been rumored for weeks that the hottest free agent in sports entertainment was heading to WWE. Styles is here! I'm the one who will take chances, not worry about the backlash. Magic Johnson. Hmm. Yeah. Hmm. See what you did there. There's a a backlash. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Speaking of taking chances, by the way, what chances did you really need to take to just sit there at a table while ping pong balls determined whether your team has a good season next year or not? How convoluted is the NBA draft process? Are, are you insinuating that it's a fair process? No, I'm not. No, I'm insinuating that it's a convoluted process. I just, I think it's if the, made for... If the Sacramento Kings get in the top five, then guess what? They don't pick in the top five. What? Yeah, it's a, Come on. It's a made-for-TV thing now that probably shouldn't be a thing. It's like watching office politics in wrestling on a TV show about wrestling, which nobody cares about. The draft is just, it's one of those fun little things for halftime, that's all. Joel Embiid had the reaction that everyone else was having. Like, all right, just say who picks where. Quit telling me how they got there. Just tell me who picks where. That's it. Did you watch watch Talking Smack at all? Nope. This week? I did not, because when... Eric Rowan was fantastic on that show, and I never thought I'd hear that. that. Well, no, because Eric Rowan Rowan hasn't really gotten the chance to talk much, just those few weeks where he was the vintner, and they were figuring out what to do with him, but he hasn't really had a chance to talk much. He did a combination of Bray Wyatt and prop comic Dean Ambrose, and it worked, and it was pretty darn great. And then Asuka this week on NXT had a great... She she channeled her just because you talked sports at the top. She channeled her inner Drew Rosenhaus. Oh, okay. It's like we now go to an interview with Asuka, and she's in a truck, and all she says is next question, next question. Is this interview over? And then she goes out and pretends to be a woman of the people taking pictures. It was pretty fantastic. NXT is pretty good this week, by the way. NXT, well, it's the go-home show for NXT TakeOver coming up this weekend. We finally learned what Roderick Strong is going to be doing, uh, and we have uh, NXT TakeOver to talk about tonight. We have WWE Backlash to talk about tonight, uh, as well as the as well as the big question that really everyone's been asking lately, is Jinder Mahal the next Hulk Hogan? We're going to get into that a little bit later on. <laughs> is um, everybody asking that? Everybody's been asking. like They're wondering, is this guy the next big thing? And you know what? The answer may surprise you um speaking of surprise uh this is a surprise main event really Jinder Mahal coming out of nowhere from Raw to be the the main event of a Smackdown pay-per-view against Randy Orton we talked a little bit last week about how this was the brand splittiest of brand split pay-per-views uh do you feel any different than that are you starting to feel more like that uh what do you think about heading into Backlash it's very odd because and just a quick plug for me uh, I was on AfterBuzz last night for for the SmackDown post show, and it changed my entire view of what this card might end up being. Uh, you are correct in that it is the most brand splittiest of brand split pay per views, but it's not as cut and dry in terms of results as as I previously thought, because there are people out there who are going against the conventional wisdom of how. WWE usually books thinking that all these feuds or at least most of them are just going to continue. Mm-hmm. 
So you may get some unexpected winners in here. And that's what I've started to really think about when it comes to kind of, I mean, look, I'm no expert prognosticator. I just know what I think. Mm. So, see, that's, so, which is the difference for me because I often don't have any clue what I'm going to think or yeah. what I do think. I may change just, my mind a few times during this very episode. It was just weird being on that panel and hearing more than one person going, No, I think Sami Zayn will beat Baron Corbin. <laughs> I was like, What? What are you talking about? I think, oh, no, it could hmm. start, it could start, it could be the start of a feud there. And you yeah. know, I mean, like every match, it was like, Okay, here's the logical reasoning. Of how WWE does booking. And then it, was, it would be like two people going, no, I think they're going to go the other way because I just think this is going to continue. And I'm just like, wow. Okay. <laughs> I think Sami Zayn's beaten Baron Corbin too because I think he's going to have to take the role of that number two babyface uh, spot. Um, not, I mean, I guess Randy Orton is a babyface, but AJ no, Styles do. really. AJ Styles is a guy that it seems like they made a mistake putting him where he is for this pay-per-view because he needs to get away from the mid card as soon as possible. And that's where Kevin Owens is at the moment. Um, and Kevin Owens, I keeps disagree. Bringing up Chris I, that wasn't, right. they don't view it that way. They view them as main eventers carrying the secondary title, just in case this gender Randy thing goes to crap. I, 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 I don't mean to disparage by saying like, it's, it's super mid card. Yes. They're, they're mo they're close to the top tier, but AJ being in the U S title feud and not the main event feud, like AJ and Randy that, Orton to yeah. me is where it's going. And they'll get AJ away from here, so someone has to step up. And Randy Orton could be a heel after this, for all we know. I don't know how long Jinder Mahal is going to be up there, and maybe we'll get a surprise. Um, but we'll talk about uh, we'll talk about this backlash show uh, Friday, and this is going to play into our NXT Takeover talk. Friday, the WWE is airing the first of the UK specials that they taped um, when they were on their U- their UK tour last week. Uh, and this UK special is kind of important. One, Jim Ross is calling it. And two, one of the matches for TakeOver on Saturday night is made on this special. So, of course, we will talk about the match that is happening on TakeOver. Uh, but a nice little weekday special. And it just made me think how I miss NXT TakeOvers being on weekdays, being on Wednesday nights. Um, I mean, it's cool for the prestige to be on a Saturday night. But... I miss my little Wednesday night, two hour little takeover specials uh, that felt exactly that. They felt special. They weren't tied to a WWE pay-per-view. They were own little special event. Um, I miss the weekday specials. I wish they went back to them. I don't even know if you have to put takeover back on Wednesday nights, have a WWE special on Wednesdays or have these UK things that aren't a weekly television show. Uh, Have them every once in a while. Why not? You know what you could do with this 205 live. If you made it a monthly special instead of a weekly show, have the cruiserweights on raw. And then guess what? On Wednesday nights at eight or whatever, you have a two hour cruiserweight only pay-per-view and it's called two Oh five live. Something like that. Yeah. I can. I mean, I can do without seeing the same four guys in the same kind of main event every week on two Oh five live. It's it's the same guys. And then every once in a while, the opener will have someone new like Mascara Dorado was on there this week. And then you'll have Lindsay Dorado. Like you have the different guys that are like, Oh, oh, they're still around. They're still here in the WWE cruiserweight division. Um, but what? otherwise it's, it's become, yeah, the same show. Yeah. What's your opinion or if you have any strong opinion, I have on so Jim many Ross. strong opinions. On oh, Jim Ross. Uh, I mean, it's a Friday night special that no one's going to watch anyway. Like some people will watch it as content. I'll probably check it out uh, for the main event, but it's whatever. I I don't think Jim Ross is great to be announcing full pay-per-views anymore. I don't think he's that great. He he hasn't been impressive on new Japan television the last year. Exactly. That, that I am Jim Ross agnostic. I think is he, what I'm he's not the same. Because he's not the same Jim Ross. I am. Before. I am. Yeah. He's not the same. He's not the guy from the attitude era. He he's this standard in which we fantasy book him coming back and getting his fastball again. And I don't, I think that ship has sailed. Those I days d- are gone. Those days. I, are gone. I do. And, and I still look and, and I come from it still having a sour taste in my mouth in terms of him leaking that management was unhappy to undermine Michael Cole when Michael Cole got his gig. I, I still have some harsh feelings about that from time to time, but I, overall, I just, you know, I've been watching Ross and I'm like, I know he wants to do play by play, but 
there comes a time when you're not that guy anymore that everybody remembers lovingly. And I think that time has come for Jim Ross. I, I do. I loved Jim Ross in early 90s, late 80s, WCW when he was with Shivani. That's possibly my favorite play-by-play team, those two together, one-upping each other. But I just, you know, I, I never, I also, you know, to be honest with you, I never was high on him and the King as much as other people were. They were good, but I never really held that in high esteem, to be honest. But I, I just, it's like, Jim Ross is coming back. I'm like, okay, great, you know. Well, we got this rich Brent from time to time. So you know, I don't really miss him too much, but what are you going to do? Um, I don't hold him to some high standard either, but you know what? You got to get some guys on that bench other than Tom Phillips. We got, we got WWE backlash coming up, but first I want to thank zip recruiter for joining us on shake them ropes. You've heard about zip recruiter everywhere. And now it's time to give them a try. If you need to fill the roster at your business with great talent, whether it's the four horsemen, the NWO or Jinder Mahal and the Bollywood boys, you know that a great team can be legendary. Your business does not have to be any different. You can't find the best candidates for your team on just one job site. You need to post on all the top job sites. And now you can with zip recruiter. ZipRecruiter posts your job on 100 plus job sites with just one click. Instead of the candidates finding you, ZipRecruiter finds candidates with their powerful technology that matches the right people to the right position. No juggling emails, no wasting time fielding so many calls that go nowhere. Simply screen, rate, and manage candidates with ZipRecruiter's easy to use dashboard. Right now, Shake Them Ropes listeners can start forming their own winning team on ZipRecruiter for free. Go to ZipRecruiter.com slash shake to try ZipRecruiter for free right now. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash shake. Try it free today. ZipRecruiter.com slash shake. WWE backlash from Chicago, Illinois happening on Sunday. Uh, The pre-show match, Ty Dillinger. Yes, he is on the main roster if you have forgotten. Ty Dillinger and Aiden English. Aiden English, a guy who has gone nowhere fast once Simon Gotch was released. Uh, and he's not going to go anywhere from here. This is a, a crowd pleaser to start a show. Ty Dillinger is going to get the win in probably about six to eight minutes. Uh, he'll take the heat for most of the match and then he'll come back strong. Ty Dillinger is going to be victorious in the first match of the evening. I have one slight disagreement that this Aiden English thing isn't going anywhere. It's going nowhere. It's going nowhere in the grand scheme of things. But this breakdown crying thing is going to continue and continue to heighten, I think. Really? I don't. Yes. Okay. Because I, I think really? it, I think it amuses somebody. Well, that, I mean, yeah, but that's the difference between it going somewhere and it continuing. There's it's going to become there. a, it's going to become a character and it's going to continue being a character. And there's a chance that like some characters, people may start to take a liking to it. I, uh, I tweeted out something, uh, cause Sean Ross sap friend of the show. Um, that guy. Yeah, he he tweeted about, uh, he said Alicia Fox could be one of the outstanding characters on Raw if allowed to be. And I don't take any issue with that. I think that's true. But I think that's true for almost everyone on the show, everyone on both rosters. If they really wanted to go all out with them, they could. I tweeted back, really anyone on the roster has an outstanding chance to be great if given the chance, except for Ziggler and Kurt Hawkins. I don't think Kurt Hawkins can do anything no matter what. And someone actually responded to me. And this is where I want to get you in this. Uh-oh. Someone responded to me that they went to a WWE house show on the SmackDown side. And Kurt Hawkins was on the show and he got the second most heat of anybody as if trying to infer that Kurt Hawkins is a great heel. <laughs> Kurt Hawkins is nobody. Well, to, he's a to your solid guy. Point. To your bigger point, it, it goes to us going, well, if they do this right. If they do it right. You know, that, that that's always the big, yeah, big if they uh, do it disclaimer. Right. But who's Man, to say what's right? Alicia Fox, if they gave her a chance, could be really great. They gave her, She's a former women's champion, former Divas champion, I believe. Uh, and she's very good in the ring, I yeah, think. She's a perfectly fine character, and everyone has their role to play. Not everyone can be the main event superstar of the world, right? And you know who never will be? Kurt Hawkins. Hundred percent. I feel like never. You're you're channeling some like animosity towards me into Kurt Hawkins. I don't know why that is. Just that last name. I know draws red. And by the way, I gave Sean Ross App this note. Uh, not enough 
talk about me on your two's podcast. I'm I'm quite upset by that. Oh yeah? Did I do a podcast with him lately? I think he did. Oh my gosh, I must have been really drunk. <laughs> he talked a lot of baseball, so people won't want to listen to it. Boo! Baseball is great. <laughs> baseball is fantastic. How about that Justin Smoke having himself a Shut season? Up. Anyway, Luke Harper and Eric Rowan, the battle of the former best friends, we think. We, they may not have ever actually been friends. Uh, Bray Wyatt just had them both under a spell, and Luke Harper was like the big brother and just pushing Eric Rowan around. Uh, Rowan got a win recently on SmackDown. Now the two go into a singles match. At Backlash, the crowd's going to be heavily behind Luke Harper. Uh, could this be the big heel push for Eric Rowan, though? Or does Luke Harper get the win? I think, Jeffrey... We're going to see a Luke Harper victory here, and it's going to mean nothing. Like, Luke Harper ain't going to Bray Wyatt next. Luke Harper ain't going to Randy Orton next. Uh, And, hell, by the end of this year, Rowan and Harper might be a team again anyway. I'm thinking that. That's exactly—I'm thinking this becomes the the Cesaro-Sheamus feud of SmackDown. Putting these two guys together that hate each other, even though they were tag teams. Two different times they have turned on each other, by the way, and they've regained their tag team. Two yeah, times. That, that's that's their move. They're the dysfunctional family. This would be the third time this happens if they go I don't their know. separate ways I, and team up I again. I really don't know who wins. It, I think it depends on how they viewed that interview on Tuesday and if they think, well, maybe we can do something with Rowan now because we've already tried with Harper. So I, they're, they're, I hold out a very strong chance that Eric Rowan wins this match. I... <sighs> Has anything on Talking Smack actually mattered like on regular television except for that one week where Daniel Bryan and The Miz got into it? Has anything actually mattered on Talking Smack? I don't know. I mean, look, I, <laughs> I'm just saying that that if they watched that and somebody had an idea that that maybe they would. I mean, I, I overall think Luke Harper will win this. Yeah, I think Luke Harper's getting the victory. I think it's going to be a resounding victory. He may even demand a universal title shot. What do you think about that? Luke Harper and Brock at Great Balls of Fire. I'd take that. Yeah, it's not happening. It's not happening. I don't know exactly who is going for Brock. I just know it's not Luke Harper. Um, before we get into the rest of the matches on the show, uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson, star of Baywatch, Baywatch coming out Friday. Jeff, is that an opening nighter for you? That's not even a wait to video for me. What? Baywatch is so an open. I'd go Thursday night. I would do the, uh, I do. <laughs> oh, the you do the show. midnight screening. You know, they don't do midnight showings anymore. Like they don't do midnight showings out here. I don't know if they do where you are, but we don't have midnight showings anymore. When a big movie comes out and it's opening weekend, the first screenings are like at an eight o'clock and a nine o'clock on Thursday, the night before we don't have midnight showings anymore. Is that a thing? That's, I, I wonder if that's just like Indiana. Because I we don't have the option for midnight showings anymore. When Star Wars came out, no midnight showings. Eight and nine o'clock the night before. Is that a thing out there? Not out here, but it was when I was younger. When well, yeah. you were just a little baby. I mean, it was the big I mean, thing. The, you went. Yeah. I, I saw. I, I saw. I forget. I think it was the. Huh. It was the Batman, the Dark Knight. I think it was the one with okay. the Joker. Saw yeah. at a midnight showing. Uh, but we don't have midnight showings anymore. And that was only did, what, like eight years ago, 10 years ago. I did Jurassic park that way. Yeah. Um, and I remember the big to do about Dick Tracy. You'd get the, the shirt with the ticket on it for the midnight show. Yeah. I did not, it was a big I, event. Yeah. People would dress um, up. Now you know what I think it was, I think, I think it was the crime issue. I think yeah, people were, I think were so worried too. about that. So they stopped doing it and they just said, okay, seven o'clock it is. It is safer. But I mean, I, I remember seeing Argo at a midnight showing. True story. You Only went two to a midnight showing of Argo. I did. And guess how many people were there? My buddy and I. And that was it. I don't know. I mean, I, I, I guess I can't talk. I remember one of the first, uh, I remember the first time a movie came out on Christmas night. I went to see it. And it was the Godfather part three. <laughs> no. There, there yeah. must have been, because I don't think the theater would have only had a midnight showing of Argo. I believe it came out the same weekend as some other bigger movie, but we were there for Argo, and we were the only two Well, not to there. get too far into the weeds, but but like AMZ used to have like Friday and Saturday midnight screenings of just like different movies all the time. Yeah. Be like your cult, like heavy metal would be on heavy rotation for those and like Spinal Tap and, and things of that nature, but they don't do that anymore either. Yeah, Taken came out. I don't think that would have been the movie. Sinister? No, that must not have been it. 
Here Comes the Boom, that must have been it. That was the big movie. No. I don't even know what movie would have come out that would be the big opening weekend. It had to have been taken, I guess. Uh, but no, no idea. Anywho, uh, we got another big match here to talk about. We ty- we uh, kind of mentioned it earlier. Sami Zayn, Baron Corbin. Uh, you think it's odd that Sami Zayn might get the win here? After Corbin took the loss on SmackDown? Yes. I guess so. But I, I but there are people who are going, oh, no, I think Sammy, you know, gets a gets a roll up after taking a whole lot of uh, punishment. And then this feud continues for a month. And I was like, that sounds like something they might do. I guess to to call for a Sammy Zayn win, you really have to have an idea that they might do something with Sammy Zayn elevated either against the Kevin Owens, um, which Dolph Ziggler is going to need something to do after this, right? Dolph Ziggler is going to need something to do because he's, you know, taking the loss against Shinsuke. So there's there's places you can put these guys. I don't know what you do with Baron Corbin. He's not going with Randy Orton right away. He's not going to face off with Kevin Owens unless he's like next for AJ. I don't know. That might be. Maybe this match doesn't really mean anything and same as Zayn Baron Corbin will be battling. Well, what's the next pay-per-view? Isn't it Money in the Bank? I think that's a SmackDown pay-per-view. So I guess you really don't need to have any feuds extended here because you're going to put everyone in the ladder anyway at Money in the Bank. So nothing nothing really has to go anywhere. Uh, Yeah, Money in the Bank is in the middle of June. That's the next pay-per-view in St. Louis, Missouri. St. Louis, Missouri. Uh, We have Money in the Bank 2017 already, by the way, has a match basically booked for it with Rusev demanding a title shot. You think that's going to go somewhere? Or is Rusev just the crazy guy demanding things that he won't get? As we go along, I'll get into it. But do you think it's going to happen? Do you think Rusev is getting a title match at Money in the Bank? Yes. Against Randy Orton, right? It won't be gender. I think it's going to be a three-way. Ooh. Ooh. And Jinder and Rusev were former tag team partners. We could have, ooh, we could have exactly. some history here. Interesting. Do you think that's interesting? Yes. Do you think people would be interested in a Rusev, Randy, and Jinder three-way match? <laughs> I would. Overall, no. I'd be big into it. <laughs> but I think that's how they get themselves out of this Rusev-Shane thing. Rusev-Shane thing. There's no Shane things. First of all, Shane is the worst television character in the history of Earth at this point. He's bad. He used to be good. He's not He's not worse than JBL. He doesn't care. I, I don't know if he's... I, I mean, if you're just looking purely at on-screen characters, I don't think he's better than JBL. What's Might so bad about worse. JBL? Just that sometimes Might. he says things in his you know, outside of the on-screen character that are ridiculous. I'm not talking about his bring it to the table. I'm talking about like SmackDown and yeah. talking smack. Shane doesn't, Shane doesn't make me want to put on mute. Okay. He, he may be, he may be, he may be boring and checked out from time to time, but he's never, no, <laughs> he's right. never cringeworthy no, to the point okay. where I put on mute and watch everything. All right. I'm going to go Baron Corbin getting the win. I've changed my mind. I'm going Baron Corbin. Corbin. I'm going Corbin as well. Shinsuke Nakamura, Dolph Ziggler. This is Shinsuke Nakamura's first official pay-per-view match uh, on the main roster. Uh, first TV match on the main roster. Worked some house shows. Uh, been on house shows for the last year uh, on the main roster outside of NXT. But Shinsuke is getting the big one here. Uh, Dolph is going to want to have the match of all time. And if Shinsuke, I mean, part of me thinks this match is going to be really funny because Dolph Ziggler is going to go out there and have like an all-time classic match. And Shinsuke is going to get lost at some point. Like, what is this crazy MFR doing? Like, this guy is going a little nuts, even for me. And I don't know if it's going to gel 100%. I'm really interested to see how this match transpires. Uh, I don't think the result is unpredictable. Shinsuke Nakamura is getting the win. What happens next for Shinsuke is odd. I mean, what the hell? Are you going to put him in the Money in the Bank ladder match? Like, is he going to be in a ladder match in his second pay-per-view? And not win. This was another of those weird ones where people said, oh, no, I could see Dolph winning by DQ so that they have to do another match. (laughs) That way you don't have Shinsuke in the Money in the Bank ladder match. And I think that's probably the way you go, because I don't think you put Shinsuke in a ladder match, in a Money in the Bank ladder match, nor do you put him in the title picture quite yet. Let the people really see what he's about and get that groundswell of support behind him before you actually put him in a title picture because he's not ready for the title picture. Not that he's not ready, but we're not ready for him to be in the title picture. There's other things that continue. 
I think there's more than one match in this program. I think it eventually gets heightened to something like maybe even a 30 man Iron Man on a, on a brand pay-per-view somewhere. You, you have WWE doing undefeated streaks all the time. I mean, Asuka currently has her uh, unpinned streak going on. Uh, we have a lot of new faces that come up to the main roster and they don't lose anytime soon. They don't lose, especially right away. I mean, Finn Balor just had his, what, first loss on Raw uh, with Roman Reigns. I think that was his first TV loss in a singles match. Um, I, I wonder if they're going to have Shinsuke lose first night in screwy terms, probably screwy terms. Yeah. Not and then clear. we have the big match at money in the bank. I, this could be a, an issue where they don't want to have another undefeated streak or another situation like this, uh, where mm-hmm. they can just give him a screwball loss right off the bat. Yeah. But would you call for that? Like you would I call for that? No. Well, I, if, you're I, betting, I put, if, I, put, if I give you five dollars right now and I say, hey, this five dollars can turn into 20, but you have to put it on the right guy. Who are you putting it on? Shinsuke. Free money. Free money. You're putting it on Shinsuke because you're taking the odds. You're taking the best bet. The best, most likely scenario is Shinsuke Nakamura winning this I'm match. Take, yeah, I'm taking the one that that makes him the better star. And I think winning does that. And I don't think they're going to blow that after all this build. Mm-hmm. OK, Uh over under on the match length, 12 minutes, 12 minutes for the match length for Shinsuke and Dolph. I think it's right about at 12. So I'm going to go with the over over on 12. Okay. So it's 1205. We got that 1205. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, yeah. They had a contract signing for a six woman tag team match. We do not have a SmackDown women's championship match on this show. Naomi, Charlotte Flair and Becky Lynch against Natalia, Carmella and Tamina. Uh, does Charlotte Flair remain a babyface coming out of this? This is where my mind and fantasy booking gets in trouble because I can think of great scenarios here where they do the old, you know, assassins and holy. <laughs> if if beat only, down. if only WWE would do the right thing. Yeah, if only, if only, you know, you you'd have the, uh, you know, and and I I was I was <laughs> it's odd because early in the week, right after we recorded, I was thinking about this match. I'm like, you know, this welcoming committee, they all have a common strain in that. They're all second generation wrestlers. And you know who else is Charlotte. So then she could join. They don't really play that up with Carmella though. Yeah. Or maybe Becky, you know, finally turns heel because she wants to turn heel. Look, I think here's what happens. I think Charlotte's just going to be a terrible cocky baby face for a while until they figure out they have to turn her back heel. And I think there's going to probably be some miscommunication on the baby faces part since they're playing that up a bit. And I think, I think it's possible the heels steal one here. I, 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 my bet is on the baby faces, but I, but, Ooh. but, but man, I'm really thinking, I'm really thinking that even though Carmella got the pin, that Ellsworth somehow figures into like maybe like Becky getting rolled up or something to that effect. Yeah, I would go better than not that the welcoming committee gets the win somehow. Yeah, And they could go Charlotte Flair, Becky, uh, with Naomi facing someone from the welcoming committee for the title. Um, I, I just don't think Charlotte is long to be a babyface uh, right now. Or in a perfect really world, ever. in a perfect booking scenario, uh-huh. I have... According I have to you, made, though. According to you, according it's to a me. perfect... According to me, yes. yes. I have Naomi get jumped early in the show. And so it's Charlotte and Becky versus the other three. Mm-hmm. And they do the whole Halloween Havoc 97 thing. Okay. Where Charlotte's on the outside and Becky's, you know, the baby face who's been fighting the odds the whole time. And she tags in Charlotte. Charlotte comes in and just starts kicking Becky. That's what I do. But but I, I don't think it's going to go that way. I think there's going to be miscommunication and probably Becky gets rolled up. Yeah. So far, is that your third roll up finish of this show so far? <laughs> no, no, I put out potential. Oh, okay. okay. I put out Sami Zayn as a potential roll up. Uh, yeah, well, they do that. They love the, they love I, the distracted yeah. roll up finishes. Don't tell me they don't. I won't. I wouldn't dare. I wouldn't tell you that at all. Um, Let me tell you, there's been some weird ideas I have heard from people that I respect what are the in we- terms of the winners of the, of this, of these matches. Give so me the weird continue- ones, give me the weirdest ones that the fashion police get a run with the tag title so that they accessorize them and make themselves into more characters. Oh, well, they totally should. Let's talk. Let's talk about it. Let's talk about the Usos. Brizongo. Uh, we have the tag team titles for the SmackDown side. Another match 
that makes this the most brand split pay-per-view of all time. Uh, the Usos are the champions, which, you know, I've been watching SmackDown the last few weeks. I saw the Usos win the tag team belts. I saw their promo last night. I knew the fashion police were taking them on for the titles. And I still thought for a half an hour today, not straight, not a half an hour straight, but over the course of like a half an hour, I'm like, who are the SmackDown tag champs? I'm like, oh, it must be the Usos. No, it can't be the Usos. Oh, I guess it is the Usos if they're facing Brizongo. Maybe there's not a title match on this pay-per-view. No, it's got to be the Usos. That was me going back and forth. Um, I think the Fashion Police win. <laughs> you went through all that just to bait and switch me, didn't you? Fashion you... Police win. I, they're, no. they're on the rise, and the Usos are still useless. No, I... Oh, my goodness. No, the Usos... I had a fantastic promo last night. It's as close as I get to a real fight promo. And I think they're holding off the Usos for the New Day promo battle. I, I yeah. don't think the fashion police get a run here. No, I I, I think that I think this this match this match is the one I think over delivers, though. I think this match is gonna be very, very good. Oh, I do too. I expect it to be uh quite fun. Um yeah, I, the new day is coming soon. You're waiting for uh Kofi to get healed up. Uh, it seems like, yeah, the Usos and the New Day would be the way you go, but they can also go up against Brizongo. How fun would that be? The New Day? Brizongo? You you can make them all friends, too. I don't even care. You make them rivals and friends at the same time, and they're dancing all giddy-like all over the place. Wouldn't be the worst thing in the world. You know on SmackDown at some point and some point soon, we're going to have Brizongo and the New Day in some type of like eight-man tag team match where they're tag team partners. And yeah. it's going to be one of those 20 minute SmackDown matches. That's right in the middle of the show. And mm -hmm. it's going to be great. It's going to be fantastic. And I'm going to call it yeah. the match of the year. It's going to be the match of the year in WWE book it right hey, now. Eight man. Hold tag. On. Who's who's going to tag with the, uh, who's going to tag with the Usos? What heel team? Ascension. <laughs> You're going to make that match of the year. Kurt, Kurt Hawkins and Aiden English. Oh my God. Oh, well, I mean, they're not going to be in it too much. The it's colognes. Gonna, yeah. There you go. Yeah, probably the, the colognes. Col or the colons, as as Anna Bauer calls it. Oh, why not? Um, do you think the colones are still like super hyped about Puerto Rico? They just don't talk about it as much because Puerto Rico is more of a winter destination for folks. Because right now you could just go to like Georgia and get the weather. You don't really need I'm to just, go all the way to Puerto Rico. Look, so they're just I'm taking just time off. I'm relieved they're no longer con men. Okay. Why they gotta be con men, man? Why you gotta do that to uh to the colons? That's <laughs> that's what their gimmick was. That they were con men? No, yes, they were just time they were super excited about Puerto Rico. Timeshares are a con. Okay. Alright. If you say so. I mean I, I'm just thinking they were, you know, happy about their homeland and wanting to get people to go there. And they're just Move super on, excited Bob. about it. That's all. Rob, that's all I think. On. Okay. What? Move Whatever. On. Fine. Whatever. Speaking of made in America, we got Kevin Owens defending the U.S. championship against a the United States AJ of America Styles. championship. It is the United Thank States you. of America championship. Um, yes. Kevin Owens, born and bred in the great U.S. of A., defending this title. He's the face of America, uh, taking on AJ Styles. AJ Styles has no business, no business not being in the main event of SmackDown and SmackDown pay-per-views. Um, Kevin Owens gets the win here. Does Chris Jericho make an appearance or is Chris Jericho gone for a while? Chris Jericho is gone for a while. Not even making hope... an appearance. Not even making an appearance. Because no. he doesn't have to come back, you know. He can just show up on a Sunday and be like, hey, I'm going to help AJ Styles out. No, but that would distract from the story, which is going to be about AJ Styles' knee and and how Kevin Owens works on it. Because that was set up on SmackDown. Yeah. Um, and I hope Kevin Owens continues to take certain aspects of Chris Jericho's gimmick as <laughs> the longer Chris Jericho is gone. Like I want him to front a, a metal band. Um, I want him to host a game show. I want him to do all those things. He should, he should do a lot of cool things with it. Why not? Just take everything that was Jericho. Fozzie, Fozzie, by the way. Yeah. Fozzie is the, uh, the music for takeover. Like some deal that Chris Jericho worked out. Maybe, maybe even a two week tag team with t-shirts that say AJKO on them. That'd be fine. I'll take that. <laughs> that would be the perfect incestual. I mean, like we already had AJ and Chris Jericho. Then they battled. Now you have Kevin Owens and AJ battling. Then they become a tag team. Like the only thing we're missing here is the big show. 
being mm-hmm. somehow involved in all this. Uh, I think Kevin Owens retains the championship and AJ quickly moves on to something else because AJ is going to be in the ladder match at Money in the Bank. He is yes. going to be in that ladder match. Um, after we talk about the real main event on the show, which is Randy Orton, Jinder Mahal, I want to go through who we think as of right now, because it never seems to work out this way. They always throw like a weird curveball at us and have mm-hmm. one or two participants in the Money in the Bank that we would not have guessed. Like, for all we know, Baron Corbin will beat Sami Zayn. And because Sami Zayn's gimmick is that he keeps getting opportunities when he doesn't deserve them, he'll somehow be in the ladder match. Makes no sense. But they just put Sami Zayn in stuff. Uh, Randy Orton, Jinder Mahal. This is the main event. Question the number one here. Question, does Randy Orton, Jinder Mahal go on last? Yes. Okay. I agree. There's there's talk. People are thinking that somehow they might put Shinsuke on last or Kevin Owens and AJ, and I don't see it. I think I think Randy Orton, Jinder Mahal, for sure, goes on last on this pay-per-view. Uh, this is the WWE title match. Jinder Mahal getting this one. I like Jinder Mahal. I like what he's done. He's raised his stock in WWE. He's a perfectly acceptable mid-card to uh, to upper-card heel when you need an upper-card heel in a pinch. And listen, this is backlash. Like, we're months away from SummerSlam where everything starts to count again. It's Jinder Mahal getting the main event of Backlash. Perfectly fine. If you're a hater of this, quit hating. Just watch the pay-per-view. Enjoy it. Don't enjoy it if you don't want to, but in the grand scheme of things, it's Backlash. Jeff, what do you think about Randy Orton and Jinder? I think my note that I noticed last night stands, I think Jinder's issue is not because he's so tall, but he's right in between being a big man and being not a big man that he hasn't decided which offensive moveset he wants. <laughs> um, he should just take the young look, bucks moveset. Look, I, I see people going, you know what? I'm setting the floor on this at three and three quarters stars. I'm like, I'm not going to go that far. Whatever. I think this match Whatever could be better than I expect. I don't think it's going to be that good to be it's honest be with you. I think Randy Orton's going to bring his working shoes on here. And when Randy Orton brings the working shoes, usually that means all time classic. So I think Rand, I think Randy's going to do a dive at least once yeah. during this match. Just a, just a troll Twitter. You should. Uh, did you like, did think, you like the whole Randy Orton, uh, Twitter beef, uh, with bully Ray and others over the I'm week? Go- Here's my take on this. I think Randy has some valid points but I also think Randy shouldn't be the one to be making them given that two guys from that background have made him look brilliant, taking the RKO doing dives and whatnot. Uh, and you know what, for all of Randy's kind of superiority in terms of WWE style, I mean, there are guys like me who prefer another territorial style over and finds WWE style far too formulaic. Well, if you're, if you're unfamiliar, Randy Orton had a uh, rip Rogers, Randy Orton's former trainer in OVW. Uh, rip Rogers made a comment about how all the indie matches are the same these days. And Randy Orton went through and kind of reiterated that comment and made fun of dives and however indie match has the same stuff in it. And that's a, that's a criticism that fans of independent wrestling have had. It's not like this came out of nowhere that all yeah. indie matches like the the top of the line ones not your opening match in an ROH show by any means but your top of the line indie matches all seem to have the same exact formula now that's yeah, been a criti- just, well, hold on hold on that's been a criticism on. I just want to add something it just wasn't the dives it was the thanking the opponent on social oh, media oh yeah that was the, that was a big people, part of it yeah that was having you know you guys should book these people that kind of twitter campaigning and things of that nature yeah, it's like this is a wrestling match. We're we're battling here. Oh, we're actually best friends, and I uh, you should have these guys on on your show. Um, mm-hmm. But part of that's been a valid criticism of Randy Orton matches too, is that all of his matches yes. tend to be the same. Um, when Randy Orton, uh, a lot of his matches, especially his TV matches, yes, have been the same. His pay per view matches are not always the same, uh, and he tends to shine on pay per views. Like, and that's no big surprise. Like you talk about Shinsuke Nakamura. Shinsuke Nakamura has the same match on house shows. He had the same match on house shows in New Japan. He has the same match on house shows here in WWE. And then he changes it up for the big shows. He knows what the big shows are. And these Mm -hmm. are guys who have been in the ring for 15 plus years and they're saving their bodies for when the matches actually mean something. And that's okay. Uh, Randy Orton, you talked about how, you know, Matt Seidel taking the RKO and some of these guys who do flips and dives. 
Matt Seidel didn't have those matches. He didn't have his independent wrestling matches in WWE and the crowd still liked him. He had different style of matches and he brought yeah. that high flying stuff to the WWE style. I was, I was actually thinking when I said that I, I remembered Seidel, but I had Neville and, and Seth Rollins in mind, but that's why it's so cool when they take the RKOs like that, because you don't see it all the time. Right. That's why it is so cool. I'm not saying there was a right or a wrong part of this argument, but I think a lot of people that are hating strictly on Randy Orton are out of line. I think a lot of people who are, you know, praising Randy Orton and there are some, you know, Dave Batista made a, made a comment that got some traction about, uh, about agreeing with Randy Orton there. I, I don't think either side is kind of a hundred percent there in any way. No. I think everybody's wrong and everybody's a little bit right in this whole thing. Everybody's wrong. Everybody's right. Mostly I'm right. And you're wrong. Is that a thing? No, no, that's never been a thing. Nobody's ever said that in any context. Boo. Ever. Boo. I say, they always say, man, Rob, how do you have such bad takes? Oh, come on. <laughs> I'm the greatest of all time. Um, anyway, uh, most anticipated match on this backlash show. Hold on. We haven't picked winners of this match. Uh, oh, Randy Orton's winning. Come on. I think Randy Orton RKO's all three of them too. He he RKO's both of the Bollywood boys. He RKO's gender and the crowd goes home happy, I guess. Randy Orton gets the win. I think Rusev runs in. Ooh. I think there's a possibility that he kicks Orton and somehow gets gender the pin. And you think gender wins the world's gender. title? I think through a screw job, he might. I think there's a chance that they just shake it up for that two months just to make it a little bit interesting. I do. Mm. I, I I was convinced of this last night by someone that I, I had no inclination because every week gender has been getting the best of Randy. So yeah. there's no logical reason to say that Randy doesn't get his win back much like the same way Baron Corbin should get his win back much the same reason the baby faces should win the sixth man. That's logical WWE booking, but I could see them just throwing a complete curveball here just to see what happens for a month or two. And they can always take the belt back off. And I think that the, that's a triple, I think at least it's a triple threat at money in the bank between Rusev, uh, Jinder Mahal and Orton. I'm not going to guarantee that Jinder wins the belt, but I think there's a good chance. All right. There you have it, everybody. Jeff Hawkins guaranteeing that Jinder Mahal <laughs> is your new WWE ah. champion of SmackDown. Uh, that is WWE Backlash. What is the most anticipated match on Jeff Har- Hawkins' uh, Backlash card? Harkins. What are you? Hawkins. Horkins. <laughs> Herkins? Herkins? What are, you, what are you most looking forward to on this show? And the answer may surprise you. I think it's Shinsuke's pay-per-view what? debut and, Come to see, on. and to see if he, you know, pulls out, oh, you know, man. This the main is, event style. This is Austin Aries and Shinsuke to me when they had, it, was it really? Shinsuke's second match in NXT on the takeover when he wrestled like Austin Aries? And I'm like, this was a match no one needed to see. I know how it's going to play out. It's not going to be any good. It could be a train wreck. This it's is what be this like match the dark is to me. match I saw probably. Yeah. I mean, I, I admit that that that's the sad part. I mean, look, after that, it's probably the tag team title match. I I'm looking forward. Number three to me is the tag team title match. Number two is Kevin Owens, AJ. And number one is Randy Orton. Jindal. Oh, yeah. I, I just think I've dismissed Kevin Owens, AJ, because I think I know what the story is. So yeah. that that's my problem. That, yeah, that's on me it's AJ Styles. So I think he's going to pull out a great one. Yes. A lot of the match is going to be focused probably on the knee and that will be a lot slower than a lot of people would hope for, uh, with AJ Styles, but I think you'll be entertained. And especially, I mean, listen, you have what seven matches on this pay-per-view, uh, and Luke Harper Rowan's probably not going super long. Uh, the six woman tag team match. I don't see going too incredibly long because, you you can go kind of rapid fire with these uh, with these women, but maybe maybe it'll go ten plus. I'm not sure. Um, yeah, I, I think it's an interesting show. I really do. I mean, it's fine for a Sunday night. I'm not. It's not the greatest pay per view of all time. I don't think it's going to exceed too many expectations. I think it's going to be an average show. But it's interesting. I mean, listen, Jinder Mahal is in the main event of show, and whether you like that or not, that's, it's interesting. That's interesting. That is something. And we'll see if Jinder Mahal can kind of uh, grow his status over the year or if he just gets sent right back down. And who knows? Maybe he's Alberto Del Rio at the end of the year. Came up, beat John Cena, and then three months later, he's nobody. Maybe that happens with Jinder too. Uh, But that is 
WWE Backlash uh, happening on Sunday night. Guys and gals, we've been telling you about Blue Apron for months here on Shake Them Ropes. And if you have not taken the time to try them out, it is time now. Don't wait any longer. Blue Apron is the number one fresh ingredient and recipe delivery service in the country. Their mission is to make incredible home cooking accessible to everyone. So if you are relying on fast food or just don't think you have the time to go shopping for ingredients or don't have the time to cook, try out Blue Apron. You'll be surprised at the great meals you yourself can make. Cooking together builds strong family bonds. Research shows that Blue Apron families cook nearly three times more often. Those who spend a lot at restaurants or high-end grocery chains, you can now spend under $10 per person for a delicious meal. Try some of these upcoming meals from Blue Apron. Beef teriyaki stir-fry with super snap peas and lime rice. Three cheese and baby broccoli stromboli. Crispy salmon and roasted potato salad. And much, much more. Not all ingredients are created equal, guys. You got to try Blue Apron. Get the freshest ingredients to your door and have fun cooking. Right now, you can check out this week's menu and get your first three meals free with free shipping by going to blueapron.com slash shake. That's blueapron.com slash shake. You will love how good it feels and tastes to create incredible home-cooked meals with Blue Apron, so don't wait. Blueapron.com slash shake. That's blueapron.com slash shake. Blue Apron, a better way to cook. We have on Saturday, Jeff, NXT TakeOver. Now, I mentioned Mm. before, on Friday, the UK special airs, and Pete Dunne and Trent Seven, I believe, I believe it's Trent Seven, they have a match for the number one contendership to battle for the UK title at TakeOver uh, happening in Chicago. Now, I don't believe WWE is really promoting this heavily as a live special. Uh, It will be funny if on Friday they are airing it as if it is a live special, because that would be one hell of a turnaround of Pete Dunne wrestling in the UK on Friday afternoon. And then Saturday night at takeover is in Chicago. And I know it's not out of the realm of possibility. WWE does it all the time, but he's, he's wrestling on Saturday in Chicago. No, because they, no, because on, no, on NXT this week they were plugging the 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 Tyler Bate Pete Dunn match. Okay, were they all week? So, yeah, so did, they've already so they okay. yeah they've already tipped their hand. That's fine then. Oh, that's good. Um, but you have Pete Dunn and Tyler Bate um, for the UK title. Uh, this is. Did you know Jeff that Tyler Bate, and maybe it's Tyler Bates. I'm not sure. I guess it's probably no, it's um, it's singular. No, I know Tyler Bate the wrestler is singular. Uh, the mm-hmm. guy who does the music for some of the Marvel movies is Tyler Bates. Okay. wonder if he got the name from that. I wonder where Tyler Bate got his name. It's not his real name, is it? I don't think it is. <laughs> Have you seen Guardians did, did, of the Galaxy? Were you, were you going to go somewhere with that? No, I was just <laughs> saying, I, I was thinking of it. Cause I'm like, you can't, you can't miss it. You were watching Guardians of the Galaxy and you the know, Tyler Bate. That, the thoughts that come in your head <sighs> sometimes they just, the, the randomness of, crap you think about just it, it it's it's stunning to me and i love it but it frustrates me too because i'm like okay here comes rob you know controlling you know jeff being goofy mcwacky ball over here and, and, and then you go into do you think he took his name from the guy who does music for the marvel movies and i just go what are, what but did he no okay jeff give me a hot take on the uk title match um I know a lot of people think that they're going to give it to uh, Dunn here, but I think it's too early to take it off base. Oh. I haven't done anything to build him. Well, they <laughs> Pete Dunn's winning. Pete Dunn is winning. You say they haven't done anything to build Tyler Bate. His title reign has been nothing. And that's not really a criticism of Tyler Bate. I mean, it's He's been a while. He's had one defense. He's had one defense. He had a couple of defenses on house shows. Yeah, he had a couple of defenses on house shows. He's wrestled. He's wrestled more. He had a defense against Mark Haskins, didn't he? On one of the NXT shows. Screw, screw the match. I want I want him seven and done to f- reform their progress stable and just kill guys. And then they build the UK thing around a horseman like stable. And I'm happy. That's what I want. But and they never you know what? defend the UK title against Englishmen. They defend it just Correct. against NXT guys. Yeah, they or, or they just they just defend it, you know, against like Wolfgang twice a month and beat him up three on one. Right. Be great. 
I think yeah, Pete sure. Dunn's winning. I think the Tyler Bate title reign is over. Uh, I think we're gonna see start. Uh, we're gonna start to see uh, if they do this UK weekly show or if Pete Dunn just wrestles a lot more on NXT. Uh, I think we're getting something out of the UK title because Tyler Bate so far has done nothing with it. And again, not a criticism of Tyler Bate. They haven't really had him do much with it, but he has. He has defended the championship. UK Championship Wikipedia. I want to say he's defended it at least two times on television. Tyler Bate is his real name. Do uh, How do you know that? The internet told me. Oh, okay. Well, hey, t- good for Tyler Bate having the real name of uh, Tyler Bate. He has had, uh, what does this say? One defense? One defense? The Jack Gallagher one. I thought, I thought for sure he wrestled Mark Haskins. No, he, he well, uh, you mean. Uh, In NXT, I thought for sure. He may have had. Yeah, I, I can remember that too for some reason. Maybe I it was know on he access. Had, he had, it was probably. Well, he, on had a, he had a, he had a, or, he had a Oni Lorkin match, but that wasn't oh, for the title. Oh yeah, I'm mixing up a couple of different things. Probably, but that's okay. So he's had one defense. Uh, Jack Gallagher. Uh, I think the Tyler Bate reign is over. I think he won it. He, you know, he had this uh, big thing. He's well, he's defending it on this UK special on Friday. Maybe that's the Mark Haskins match I'm thinking of, actually. Okay. Uh, so okay. he's defending it on Friday. So there, you have a defense, and then you know he's tired from his defense, whatever, and he slips on a banana peel, and Pete Dunn wins. There, there you have it. There you I'm have it. I'm fine with Dunn. Let's put it this way: I'm fine if Dunn wins. I'm yeah. fine if Bate wins. I am. Uh, I like Pete Dunn. He's doing pretty good. So that's your UK championship match. Uh, we finally figured out what Roderick Strong's doing. Roderick Strong versus Eric Young. Uh, this has to be a strong win. No pun intended, actually, uh, for Roderick Strong. I think uh, I would like to see it go seven or eight minutes, no more, because I think the longer an Eric Young match goes, the more boring it becomes and the less likely it is to have anyone there at the end. So Roderick Strong, Eric Young, Roderick's got to get the win here and impressive fashion. And you know what? He should probably take out Wolf and Killian. What I fear is going to happen is that after Young loses or wins due to interference from these two guys, I have a feeling that Wolf and Killian are going to keep attacking Roderick and maybe we get someone helping him like a Cassius Ono or who knows, even a Kyle O'Reilly, maybe. Uh, But I want to see Strong get the win here. I think they'd be smart to do, you know, your standard five to six minute match. They end up throwing out sanity due to trying to interfere. And then that last couple minutes is him and Eric Young one on one and he gets the clean pin. Okay. Yeah, I I do. I do agree. They need to pay off these vignettes because they've been magic for Roddy Strong. Mm -hmm. I don't want to see. I don't want to see another because they've been doing that the past few weeks with the with the hero. Um. Ty Dillinger, Roddy Strong faction against Sanity. I don't need. I don't need another gang fight. I need. I need a strong single win from from Roddy, and I need uh, no aftermath. Uh, no aftermath. I don't. I really don't know why you took a shot at Dr. Dre there out of nowhere. We're talking about wrestling, but whatever. Um, that's that's what you choose to do. Um, the authors of Pain, Occam and Rizar, uh, are taking on DIY, and Jeff Hawkins. Is this mm-hmm. the end? Of DIY. <laughs> How so? <laughs> a botched double powerbomb spot? No, no I, uh, I are, is Tommaso Ciampa going to get tired of this Johnny Gargano character? Oh, you think the two, turn's coming? I think the breakup's coming. Oh, I don't. I think I don't think they, they don't have any face tag teams on this roster. Excuse me. Uh, Tino Sabatelli and Riddick Moss. Those are not baby faces. I, I mean, they're heels. I, I don't know how you could say that. I don't know how you could say they're heels. They're they're heels. They're probably the best guys, the goodest guys there are. When the, you come out and you, when you cut out and you you come out and you cut a promo talking about how good you look compared to the guys in the ring and how athletic you are compared to the guys your heels. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. Uh, if you say so. No, I th- I, I think th- I think the authors of pain retain. You know me, I want my headhunters moonsaulting off off ladders action, but I don't think that's going to happen. But I think there's going to be some great moves here. But uh, I think I think the big guys win. And uh, you know what? I wouldn't mind seeing the breakup. Wouldn't mind seeing the breakup. In Chicago, no less. I guess the only worst place it could have been is Cleveland, Ohio. Uh, yeah, I think the breakup's coming. I think the authors of pain get the victory here. Um, 
I we have someone is calling in, but I can't add it to the call, so I'm going to I'm going to have to sadly ignore it. They're calling on a regular phone line. So I made this uh I wanted to see if we would get any calls. I tweeted about taking calls, but I can't do it. <laughs> so you made a promise. Oh man, this is so pro wrestling. Oh my god. You made a promise and you didn't deliver. I can't uh, would you want me to just take it and then put you on hold? You're the one who asked for calls. I'm going to do that. I'm going to take it and put you on. Hello, caller 773. Your name and where you're calling from. Anthony from Chicago. Anthony from Chicago. Chicago, are you going to any of the WWE shows this weekend? So, uh, I got two questions. Okay. What are Um, they? Well, obviously, we didn't see Rusev on SmackDown. What are the odds we him show up at the end of Backlash and attack Orton and number two. What if they pull a swerve and Adam Cole shows up at Money in the Bank? Well, I don't think Adam Cole is showing up at Money in the Bank. It'd be more likely to show up at a takeover. I don't think he's showing up at this takeover, uh, but I have surmised that we're seeing Kyle O'Reilly at this takeover and Jeff Hawkins is with you. Jeff Hawkins believes that we are seeing Rusev at the end of Orton and Jinder Mahal. Uh, and he might get into the title picture in earnest. Uh, so yes, I think it is likely we are seeing Rusev this weekend. Uh, I just don't know exactly uh, exactly if that will happen. As far as takeover, Adam Cole, Kyle O'Reilly, any of the other names bantied about, I think the most likely to show up this weekend is Kyle O'Reilly. Uh, are you going to any of the shows? Uh, yeah. Both of them or which one? I'm going to take over and uh, oh okay. Uh, what which one are you most excited for? Uh, the Owens and Styles. Yeah, Owens and Styles. Yes, I think that's in uh, that's in my top three of the weekend as well. Well, I hope you. Uh, thanks for calling in. Uh, I hope you enjoy the weekend there in Chicago, and uh, hope you'll catch out our uh, our Shake Them Ropes episode next week where we review all the shows. So thank you so much, uh, Anthony from Chicago, for calling in. Let's uh, let's try and get Jeff back here. Uh, he's going to be very mad at me. He's going to be very mad. Let me if, guess. It was Danny. Am I? No, it was Anthony from Chicago. Oh, okay. Yes. A very, a very exhilarating call from Anthony in Chicago. Basically called you a dumb fuck uh, for all of your predictions. I thought it was very rude. Um, so I did kick him off of the line. Uh, that, but, no, uh, that's a lie because you would, you, you would keep him on forever to, to stroke your own ego. That is not true. That is not <laughs> accurate. At uh, all. He did bring up a question that I have for you, Jeff. Any chance okay. Adam Cole shows up on TakeOver on Saturday? I think there's a small chance, but I don't think... I, I think I'd, I'd much rather... I Not I'd much rather, but I, I think there's a better chance of one of the stardom women being yeah. seen in the audience. Right. Okay, yeah, that's... Uh, I. You know, yeah, we can see Io Shirai. We can see Hojo. We can see... Uh, I I think Kyle O'Reilly is probably the most likely. Uh, Kyle O'Reilly would be a good one too. Yeah, because uh, because Adam Cole's doing that uh, indie tournament, I don't see him showing up on TV. Right. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. That's true. We have. Uh, did you give a prediction? Do you think DIY is winning the titles? You think Authors of Pain are winning? No, I think Author, Authors of Pain yeah, retain. I, I agree. Uh, very sad. Ember Moon hurt out of this match. Uh, there's some controversy whether this injury is legit or just a storyline to get her out of the way of Oscar for right now. Um, but. Asuka's re she's defending her title against Ruby Riot, Nikki Cross, triple threat. Uh, we went into this one probably the most in depth last week than we did any of these other matches because it is probably the one I'm most intrigued by because I don't know who's going to win. I think it's Nikki Cross. All I know is Asuka is probably the odds on favorite to lose her championship. I think Nikki Cross gets it. And then they tell the story of Ember and Asuka trying to regain the championship. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and, Ember and, trying and, to regain and, her title opportunity. Asuka trying to regain right. her title. Mm-hmm. And and Ruby Riot being the uh, arch nemesis. Yeah, I don't. I hope they don't do another four way. Like I want to see Nikki Cross defend against all three of these women. Honestly, yes, um, yes. because that would cement her. Because you can have Asuka lose in this three way, so she doesn't get pinned. But the eventual Asuka Nikki Cross match, if Nikki Cross can cement her title reign by beating her last, like she goes through Ruby Riot, she goes through Ember Moon, and all of a sudden it's Asuka. Like Asuka never lost her belt in earnest. We have this big Asuka Nikki Cross match, even if they spread it out for a while. Like we could see this match in November on Survivor Series weekend, for all I know. Uh, I would I th- like them to yeah, do something think, like that I where they what, stretch yeah. it out. Yeah, I think what happens is is it becomes the ascent of Ember Moon, who eventually beats Nikki 
to get the title. And then Asuka comes back and goes, hey, I never lost it. Maybe Ember takes out Asuka for a while. Who knows? Mm. All I know is this is probably, this is definitely in my this top three. This is the three. match I'm looking forward to it most. Is, it is in my top three of most anticipated matches of the weekend. Uh, Kevin Owens, AJ Styles, Jinder Mahal, Randy Orton, Asuka, Ruby Riot, Nikki Cross. Uh, one that is certainly interesting and our good friend Rovert on Twitter. And you can follow us on Twitter at Shake Them Ropes. Uh, Rovert has uh, mentioned, he posted a screen cap and... I guess if you really thought about it, you would probably come to the same conclusion and realize uh, this as well. But this is Hideo Itami's third takeover match only. Mm-hmm. Only his third. And he's not winning it. Is that, They're not pulling the trigger. Yeah. Um, is it true? Because what were his other ones? What were his other takeover matches? He had the match with. Oh. He was in the finals, right? Um, no, maybe he wasn't because Samoa Joe and Finn Balor. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. No, the year he was in the tag team tournament, he got hurt. Remember, right. they did the That's parking right. lot uh, angle. I think... Uh, was Finn Balor and Hideo Itami against the Ascension a takeover match? It was, wasn't it? So that's one. Uh, okay. And then his other was one there was... A t- was there a Ty Dillinger one? No, I believe his second one would have been against Andrade Almas. Okay, yeah, you're right. Yeah, so I think those are probably the two. Uh, if I'm just going off of the top of my head, I think those are the only two. Because I, I don't know what else, you know... What else he could have done? Because the Austin Aries wasn't a match, right? He just came out and beat up Austin Aries. Correct. Yeah. Um, now that I'm looking it up, he he wrestled Tyler Breeze on a takeover. I actually do remember that. That's, Did he not yes. wrestle Andrade Almas on a takeover? Andrade no. Almas, Hideo Itami. That must have been on NXT TV. Must not have been on a takeover, but... Okay. Huh, what are you going to do? Andre almost debuts at NXT TakeOver The End. I don't know what's going on here. Anyway, uh, Hideo Itami and Bobby Roode for the world title. Again, surprise. We didn't uh, we didn't expect Hideo Itami to be in the title match on this show early on. But here he is. He's wrestling Bobby Roode. And Bobby Roode is probably going to go right through him. I don't see Hideo Itami winning this one. The question is, they're in Chicago. Does he hit the GTS? And how does the crowd react? Yeah. I was I was going to ask you the same thing. How do they react uh, I do to think, it? I think he hits the GTS. I think they pop big for it. I think they tease it all match, and then I think Bobby Roode kicks out. Okay, he kicks out of the GTS, and then they just start healing on him so big. Yeah, and then you get a CM Punk chant, probably. <laughs> yeah, uh, that which is what you need in the main event of a takeover, right? A CM Punk chant. I don't know yeah, if he hits I, it. Maybe he doesn't even go for it. He's got to though. He's oh, in to. Chicago, you have to hit it. You gotta, have to hit it. He has to reclaim it. It's his. It's his move. Do it. Uh, we both kind of answered this question already. Most anticipated match is the triple threat for the women's title. Um, your most anticipated match of the entire weekend is? Same. Okay, there you go. Yeah, it's in my top three. I don't really have a one. I just have a couple of things I'm bullet pointing I'm looking out for. Uh, be on the lookout for the shake them ropes feed. If we feel like it, we might have a show after either takeover or backlash. We'll see what uh, happens with the weekend. Uh, anything else for the people, Jeff, before we, uh, head on into this crazy weekend in Chicago, a quick note for you, uh, history fans. Um, Doug Summers, pretty boy, Doug Summers passed away this week. And if you're a big fan of Shawn Michaels, you should go seek out the entire run of the program between uh doug summers and his tag team partner uh playboy buddy rose in the awa versus the midnight rockers of Shawn michaels and marty janae because it's really where Shawn michaels got a lot of his wrestling education was in that program there are two great tag team programs that michaels and janae did in the awa them and bad company which was tanaka and diamond but the playboy buddy rose and doug summers tag team were surprisingly good, um, <laughs> which which is very weird. Mo- most people won't know who Doug Summers was because he only had, I think, like he had one WCW match against Van Hammer at a Halloween Havoc, uh, where he got squashed, and I think he had, he had some enhancement matches for WWF um, in the mid '90s, early '90s. But uh, AWA, that tag team was where he really made his name, and it's worth seeking out to go watch. Uh, him and Rose versus the Midnight Rockers because the angles, the the matches, they're all great. We have breaking news, Jeff. Oh, John Cena 
in an interview with Variety Magazine. Actually, it sounds like it was a Variety podcast, but whatever. John Cena says this, and it was really fun, and there's more on the way, so I'm very much looking forward to it. I have seen Tex Ferguson Unleashed. Be on the lookout for more Tex Ferguson. He is a superstar. He is just a superstar. Jeff Hawkins, Southpaw Regional Wrestling, is coming back! In a world of one million wrestling podcasts, there is a new shining star with great interviews, analysis, music, and, and me, Matt Coon, on total engagement. Go to any podcast platform to listen today. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.